Miss Michelle. Hey, girl. You know, uh, you know, our listeners are going to hear a little extra noise. And let's tell them why. We're going to hear a little extra noise. But we have, we have the door open. We're actually recording. Uh, we're at the studio on our break. Yes. Uh, I'm on my break. I'm on my break. Do you remember that? Do you uh-uh. remember what that's from? What's that from? Do you remember? And I wonder if you were there. Maybe you weren't there. Maybe I wasn't born yet. And this could be irrelevant. You were born, bitch. <laughs> We had an intern at KTU and her name was Sky, And she used to dress in like African garb. Like she was a woman of color and she would wear. Oh, the girl at the front desk? She might have come back. But no, she... not Kim. Not Kim Bada. No, you're you're thinking of Robin Johnson. Oh, I'm thinking of Robin Johnson. Yeah, so Robin Johnson. Not and then there was Kim, Kim Bada. Yeah, Kenyatta. Kenyatta. You, you want to call him Kim Bottom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenyatta Simpson. But there was a, a girl. There was a girl named Sky and she used to I loved Robin Johnson. Oh, who She was it? great. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And she'd come out and she'd be like, RuPaul. Uh-huh. RuPaul. Michelle. <laughs> and she'd always have a joke. She's so funny. I don't remember the girl. You African... might not have been there. It might have been uh, when I was on the next show. And you yeah. might have moved here already uh. but she was an intern and her name was sky and she never wanted to work and she had such an attitude but i loved her because she was a virgo but she was a woman with an attitude she was a woman of color honey and you couldn't tell hollywood and goomba nothing uh-huh. but she did oh. so she they would go sky can you take this call and she every time she would literally go i'm on my break <laughs> every time and i would fall the fuck out Every time Sky would be like, I'm on my break. I with an love attitude. that. Yes. I love it. Well, the the reason that we you're gonna hear noises is because I we have to keep this door open because I am wearing a full on synthetic I'm wearing two full on synthetic wigs Correct. right now. And we are in basically a bomb shelter. We're in a bomb shelter. It is so it's hot in this room. And so, no windows. And the air conditioner, I'm want I'm wanting the air condition the conditioned air to come in through the dough. Yes. And so that's why they may hear some noises. But out y'all there. don't mind, right? They don't mind. They don't, they don't care. Stuff. You can tell us at RuPaulPodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. No, you can you can email me at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At at um your kiss, ass kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At kiss my ass. Yeah. Dot co dot uk. You know what I told? I think I told you this story. Is I, you know on Sundays here? I ooh, oh oh. Am I laced? Are, are you popping? I hope not. If um, you're popping, it's because it's hot. It's because it's hot. I'm telling what people don't realize is you know I have these things, this uh, a system of pulleys and weights on my face. Yes. So that it lifts it up. So Just so good. So it gets so it gets so if it gets hot, It'll that slip. shit will slip. Yeah. So I was not. I was anyway. On Sundays I go to open houses here in Hollywood. In it's like Beverly a hobby. House. It's great and yeah. it's free and it's free and it's good entertainment. Do you do it because you want to see how they live or do you do it to get ideas? Of everything. Or manifestation? I'm looking for another house to child. Got it. You know Got what I'm you. saying? So, um, I'll I go get... to the open houses in Compton. That's in oh, my... okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Um, so the the realtor who's there, they want you to sign in. Yes, and I'm like, I ain't signing in. They want you to sign in because they're going to bother you. Yep, and then. And they want to prove to the owner that people, people came coming, by. Yes. But then the the realtor wants to follow me around and say, "Oh, um, so and so this." That's and I'm their like, job. And I told and and I say, "Um, you don't have to sell me on it. I know what I just let me be. I would say do that. They, you do say that. I do say that because you know they know I'm. And you become Miss Charles, so you get scary. Do they listen to you? They do because listen, you know I'm famous, uh-huh. so they know who I am, uh-huh. and so I'm like, you know what? Uh, let me just look. Uh-huh. And then they'll they'll come up and say, um. Where do you live? And I'll say, oh, I live at 1234 Looky Loo Lane. Shut up. I swear to God. I live at 666 Mockingbird Lane. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I will say that because I'm like, you know, you, you know. 
I'm, I am a prospective buyer. Yeah, but that's really ballsy to ask a celebrity. They do, but no, where they, they have to. If you Can't if you you're not ballsy, what? Put your agency uh, address down. Well, I could do that, or the realtor that I work with that she yeah. told me to write her name there and all go. that stuff yeah. down. But um, the, the truth is, you know, to be a realtor in this town, you Did have you to be ballsy. Realtor? I, I I don't. I just or said do that. you say realtor? The the word is I, realtor. You know what? I say realtor. But I've heard people. My both of my parents. My mother's a broker. She uh-huh. she was an apprentice. Uh, yeah. what, what do you call it? Appraiser. Yeah. And my dad's been a broker and appraiser. My is dad it? says realtor. Yes, it. It's realtor. I bet. You know what? I bet the first person, the person, is a realtor. I bet the agency no, is making, a realtor. No, I'm making this up. I'm making it up. Yes, you are making this. I'm up. making it up. This. Why is do we say things, realtor? But it's common. They'll have to tweet us when they hear us realtor. say realtor versus realtor. But people say, I call my realtor. I call my realtor. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to write down my, what is it? The producer my is realtor. saying something. Realtor. Huh? Realtor. Yeah. It's realtor. R-E-A-L-T-O-R. Realtor. Re- no. <laughs> realtor. Uh, oh, don't, be, don't make me get realtor on you. <laughs> I'm going to call my realtor. Are you for realtor? <laughs> No, I do. I say realtor. You're not the only one. Uh-huh. It's it's common. It's bizarre, but it's common. It is, it's, it's like uh, George Michaels and Donna, Donna Summers. Yes, like Donna Summers, George Michaels. Uh-huh. Um, people will say uh, realty. What's like? Re- she works at twenty one cent twenty. What's the first twenty one? Uh, uh, tw- uh, Century twenty one realty. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, now I don't know about realty. that one. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I've heard it. Realty. So it's realty. realtor. Realtor. I you know I knew that. I just never questioned <laughs> realtor. it. Realtor. Leave it to you. To point it out. To point that out. That's why they call me Michelle Whiteout Visage. That's right. Now, we have a great show today. We have uh, Garcelle Beauvais on the show. Now, of course, you know her from television and and modeling and Models, Inc. One of my favorites. Yes. And, of course, uh, Chris Colfer from Glee. And did you know he's an author? I knew that he was an author. Um, Yes, I did know. But I was such a... I was one of those uber fans of Glee. Yeah. For the first four seasons mm-hmm. where I couldn't miss it. Like it was one of those must DVR come home watch type yeah. of situations. And I fell in love with this character. Kurt, I think was pivotal in television for, you know, the LGBT community. I think mm. he was, you know, the way he was bullied and, you know, there were a lot of real stories and mm-hmm. the relationship he had with his father that was very loving and very sweet. And, um, I loved his storyline and I like him. He's a, he's a, not only is he a, a writer, he is a prolific writer. He's written so he's many a catalog, books. Bitch. He's got a damn catalog. He got a catalog. He's JC Penny. You know what I'm saying? Him and Stephen King, girl. They he's, go hand he's, in hand. Well, he's coming for Stephen King. He's the gay Stephen King. Yeah. He's Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> You're rotten. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call my realtor on you, realtor. girl. <laughs> Speaking about Stephen King, did you you don't go to the movies though, do you? No, I don't go to the movies. Did you? I ever... see him on the I see him on the airplane, or I'll see him with your on realtor? Netflix yeah. with my realtor. <laughs> exactly. Did you ever um, see the original It, the TV? No, I never saw it. Uh, I know what it is. It's the clown, right? It's that clown. We don't want to say it. Too. Yeah, I won't yeah. say it. Uh, say la la yeah, la yeah, la yeah. la so la. So the promo, you know, I love a scary movie. You do, I... but you won't you won't watch a C L O W N. Nope. Will not happen. Not ever. I, I watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space once and it was like, I could deal with that because that was so stupid yeah. that they wrapped him in freaking cotton candy cocoons before they oh, ate no, him, whatever. Never saw it. Yeah. Anyway, point being, I love horror and I love Stephen King, but this one is... It. And first of all, I the first... Because they remade it, right? Yes, Tim Curry was the Pennywise yes, the clown. Yes, right. Gorgeous, lovely Tim Curry. I love him. Um, This one, 
if you like horror movies, and I don't know when our podcast here, when I'm even mm-hmm. speaking about this, mm-hmm. but it looks amazing. Wait a minute. Okay, so you've seen it? No, the trailer. So there's an extended trailer. And by the way, oh, this is going to probably have been the, out for a year by the time. Right, yeah. This, we, airs. this airs. Wait but a minute. So, wait a minute. So the movie, it's, it's in they theaters. They redid it and it's, it's going theaters. to be in theaters, I think in either September, I think it's September, but it looks so freaking scary. Right. So scary. Because I just went to see Annabelle Creation. It was terrible. Really? Yeah. And I used to be really scared What's your scared favorite of scary movie? Is it Friday the 13th? You mean recently or of all time? Or just of all time. All I want to I want to get your scary movie DNA, your, your the litmus test for what you consider scary. Well, The Exorcist was my... It is the most... It's the scariest movie ever. And The Shining is pretty frightening. The, the Shining is more psychological. And, and it gets too convoluted, the Kubrickian way. Yes, yes. So it gets a little convoluted. But it's beautiful. But it's the beautiful. way it was shot is yeah. stunning. The performances were... I live you know, for the first movie. It's the first movie with the, um, Steadicam. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. No, I had no idea. Yeah, that, that, wrote, that um, big wheel shot. But it shot. makes sense. Yeah, first movie with the Steadicam. Makes sense. It's brilliantly shot. Mm-hmm. But it gets convoluted in that Kubrickian way. Like mm-hmm. I Your eyebrows are gorgeous. Thank you. I can't keep my eyes off Karen of them. Karen Mitchell did them. Karen Mitchell did them. Do you, do you, when uh, you have different people who do your face. Yes. Can you tell the difference while they're doing it, their technique? Is it different? 100%. Really? My makeup artists are Karen Mitchell, Nicole Faulkner, a.k.a. Lipstick Nick, and Preston, I can't say his last name because it sounds like it's going to be Menses, which means to pe- period. Right, right. But we but just call him Sherwin-Williams. We call him Sherwin-Williams. Preston is Janet Jackson's makeup artist. So a lot of times I don't get to have Preston because Janet steals him from me. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, she found him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell a difference immediately. Like Hector, my hairdresser, who's always my hairdresser, mm-hmm. I only have one. Mm-hmm. He'll say, I love the way Preston does your eyebrows. It's mm-hmm. his favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And I love the way Nicole does my eyebrows mm-hmm. but I love the color Karen uses so much that I made her I said tell me what you use because mm-hmm. I ordered it today from is that Amazon. that Dior that silver you Dior pencil is? nope it's 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 one thing it's one it's the only thing this company makes they make a brow gel and they make an eye pencil and the eye pencils color is called universal mm-hmm. that's they only have one and as you can tell I'm stalling because what I'm you gonna find to find the name of the company I'm going to and I just ordered it today, ironically. Um, the pencil is by... Um, the it, shape is just so Oh, well, that's gorgeous. her artist. Her Chartistry. The pencil <laughs> is by Brenda Christian. Uh-huh. And it's called the Universal Brow Definer. The Universal Brow Definer. Wow. So Definer. it's on the lighter side for me because my hair is black. Is it? But listen, my hair is black and yeah. my eyebrows are dark brown. Right. Um, and even I dye them when I get my hair done, right? I dye them black. But yeah. they never come, they always come up a little dark brown. This pencil lightens them up and makes them in more like the taupey family. But then she'll take a dark brow gel and go over them. For, by Brenda Christian? Nope. Just by any, uh, Anastasia. Uh-huh. I use the Anastasia yeah. Anastasia brow gel. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? I love yeah. those brows. And they feel, uh, the shape is different for, for you. They're, it's they're different. a little thicker. Yeah, they're a little thicker. Yeah. But I love, I love it. it. Yeah. This yeah. is more, she follows, um, Karen is more real woman. Well, you know, I work with Karen on Skin Wars and on Fresh that paint. other show, Fresh Paint. Yeah. And I met her through there. And she's the one who turned me on to that Lemieux uh, um, uh, serum. Oh, I, well, it, right. before she made you become a serum? She turned me into a serum Ho. whore. Yeah. She, she, I came to work one day and she had the serum. She, it was Lemieux, L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Mm-hmm. And she gave it to me and I fell in love with it. And this is, I think, a couple of years ago. And uh, uh, and that's how, that's how I, and, oh, anyway, what I was getting at is that, you know, uh, Karen Mitchell worked with Fran Cooper. She's worked, who, by the way. 
Used to do Janet's makeup. When Kevin passed, Frank Cooper became Janet's makeup artist. Sure. And Preston studied under- Kevin O'Quan, of course. Yes. And Preston studied under Fran to learn Janet's Ah. face. So Preston is, and Preston does um, Erica Jane from Uh The Real Housewives. Uh He is amazing. And Karen, I'm so glad that you and Art, my stylist, recommended her because she's phenomenal. I love Karen. And, And it's so important. And you can back me up. Sometimes you can be the best artist in the world and you can only take the ego and the personality for sure. so long. Yeah. If you don't love to be around that person, yeah. it's hard to create with that person. Yeah. Not that you can't, it just makes it more difficult and then you have to take your brief, deep breath before sure. you go to work. Karen has none of that. None of that. And she has worked with the biggest names. Oh, uh, you know, when I was in New York a, a few months ago, she was, the, she they had flown her in to, she was working with um, Vanessa Hudgens. Bryant. Oh, oh yeah, and Vanessa Hudgens She was Hudgens here with too. Vanessa Hudgens yeah, but, too. Yeah. But I met her when she was working with Re- Rebecca Romaine. Yep. And, uh, but you, you're so right. We're going to go to break in a minute, but um, uh, I've worked with so many people over the years, not just in makeup or whatever, but um, with, uh, in everything. And you realize it's better to work with people who are easygoing than it is to work with people who are maybe so brilliantly talented, but they bring a bad energy to the room. I've been told by you, I've been told by my friend Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, I've been told by my husband, even my mother when I was young, Hmm. surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. The people that you want to be around, the people that kind of exude what you want to be or where you want to go or the path that you're trying to go down. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are going to make you feel good and feel like you're supposed to be where you are. Yeah. And Karen's one of those people that makes me feel good. And I can, and Nicole and Preston, these are, and Hector, like these are people where I can say, this isn't going where I want it to go. Do you mind if I, Uh and they have no ego and no problem with it. And you work together. That's what artistry really is. It really is. It's collaboration. And it's, uh, it's so important because, you know, uh, I've had the opportunity to hire people over the years and you think, who do you want to spend six weeks with? Who do you want to spend uh, two months with on on a project? And usually it's the people who don't bring the baggage. And I've said this, told this story many times. Uh, many of the kids I started out with in the East Village when I made it, so to speak, above 14th Street right. and got into corporate situations, I'd say, hey, come on with me. There's a, there's a place for you at the writer's table or there's a place for you in production. They couldn't do it because they would bring that baggage from the East Village uh, of the little self, their little selves with them. It's like, you you got to leave that behind. Correct. And they couldn't. They couldn't do it. The minute you asked me, I packed my bags. Yep. I got in your car. That's right. And I was, I remember, I remember the first time. <laughs> I'll never forget. When we did the VH1 show? Yes. Yeah. The first time you, you said that you wanted me to be your sidekick on VH1. And I, was I know, like, I meant psychic, but you misunderstood me and thought sidekick. So I automatically became your you, sidekick. Uh, yeah, exactly. I never told you a day of what your fortune was going to be. I'm sorry I let you down. But I remember driving uh, to the show and like, calling my mother because my mother was still around and not knowing what I was like mom it's happening like this it's like Uh somebody believed in me as much like I people don't help people the way that you helped me and helped me and always have been there for me yes as a friend but you've always believed in me my talent and my work you saw something in me that I always knew that I had but people weren't getting it you got it the minute that I met you oh god yes but I remember driving in one time I don't know if you're gonna remember this and we had our driver that we had every day Uh I can't remember his name loved him was it Bill? I don't remember I think he was so great 
Yeah, no, I think his name was Bill. Was it Bill? Yeah. And I remember I had such a bad stomach ache that day. Like, I couldn't even stand up, and we are going to film VH1. It was uh, after we got off the radio. You made Bill pull over at a bodega in uh-huh. New York City. You ran in, not me, and got some baking soda. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you put it in water, and yeah. you said, here. You spun it. You said, yeah. drink this. Yes. You made me drink it so the, the gas would yeah. break up. And, yeah. come out. and I was like, you. I felt so stupid, but that moment uh-huh. made me know how much you loved me yeah. as a as a person, as and, a friend. Yes. Not just as somebody that you think that makes you look better or you like working with and we are a team uh-huh. or you believe in me. It was like, you love me and care about me as a person. Yes. And it was that little thing and at that I moment. I do. I know. And I love you too. And I would give you all the baking soda in the world if I had it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. I have no idea how we got on any no, of those it's, topics. it's all right. I think the, our audience follows it very well. They do. They all do. right. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back with Chris Colfer. Yes. You know, Michelle, all these other mattress companies are scared because Casper is coming for them. And they should be scared. They should be. It's such a great product and they've changed the game. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, they changed the game because they were the online retailer where everybody else, you had to go to their store and you had to go haggle with these people. And you're paying an arm and a leg. Not with Casper. They're an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with also the right amounts of both sink and bounce. I have to tell you, every single one in my family has one now. I love sink and bounce. That sounds like Roger. Uh, 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 Roger, Roger Zapp and Roger. Zapp and Roger. Sink and bounce. Sink and bounce. <laughs> I love it. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper, you guys. Get $50 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash rue and use that offer code RU at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash rue. Oh, honey, I love me some good, a good night's sleep and I love me some good at damn sheets. Yes, honey. Yeah, and you know them, what that means. Them, yes, them bowling brand sheets. I love them, Michelle. And you know what, honey? We're never going to agree on everything because not everybody could agree on everything, but I think we can agree. We all could use more sleep. That's a lot of agreeing. Right. It's, well, that's what we're doing. We're agreeing about more sleep and you get a great night's sleep much easier sleeping on them bowling branch sheets. Wait a minute. Is agreed code for something else? No, <laughs> but it can be. Listen, you guys, our listeners can get $50 off the first set of sheets at bowlingbranch.com with the promo code RUE. $50 off your first set of sheets. These sheets will change your life. It's bowlingbranch, B-O-L-L-N branch.com. Promo code RUE. Fuck seduction. <laughs> Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. He is here. We've been talking about him. Chris Colfer is here. Hi. Thank you so much for having. I'm such a huge fan of this podcast. You're a liar. No, I'm not. I I am a liar, but not about this. No. Well, because you know you're an actor, so you're a professional liar. I am. That's that's dark, isn't it? It is dark. Yeah. And you're a writer. He's an author, so you know he's a liar. He knows how to spin spin tells. (laughs) I do. How old were you when you wrote your first book? What was it called? Oh gosh, it was um called Magic Land, and I was about four or five. What? Um, Yep. Four or five, and it was about Santa Claus's daughter getting kidnapped by someone. Wow, a dark child. Yes, dark child. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Now, um, are you an only child? I'm not. I have a sister. 
And yeah. so how how what's the time difference between She is 5 years younger than me. Wow. Um, so you had she, a lot of time by yourself. A lot of time by myself and yeah. she has um special needs. And mm-hmm. I actually started writing as a kid as a way to kind of escape what my family is going through uh, because of those 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 needs. What was your family going? Oh, because, because of, of the sister. Your sister. Yeah. 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 And she yeah. probably took all the attention and time. She and- she did. Yeah. My my parents were, were they they were great parents. Um uh so they you know they made sure we both had our had our had our uh, our, our proper moments, but uh she had a rare form of epilepsy where she had 50 seizures an hour. Oh no! So, yeah, oh, it was it no. was rough. Yeah. Oh, Do they have they un, in, has medical science figured out how to deal with that? Is it just medication? It's it's um uh they haven't stopped um but she's gotten a lot better so now I think now she's down to like two or three an, an hour or so an hour yeah but it's that medical marijuana stuff is what is so it was kind of kind of been the godsend for her and do you really? hear that the mm-hmm. government is trying to say have you heard this oh yes oh yeah I've heard all about so it so yesterday yeah. I heard a, a study came out that they're trying to say that medical marijuana has actually been proven as non-effective for no pain and, a total lie and, oh total I know lie. I know yeah. I know all yeah. about it mm-hmm. but they're trying to they're trying to ruin it for the people like who need sister, it who need yeah. these things uh-huh. you know what? to live yeah. it's so right. interesting because when you think about these kind of mm-hmm. things you have to follow the money Mm-hmm. And so, who? It's okay. I'm used to. It. Did I call you Kurt? <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. Oh my right. God, Chris! I'm sorry. Uh, it's right. Who, who benefits? Well, you follow the money. It's yeah, the, the prescription the, companies, the pre- pharmaceutical yeah. companies. Honey, it is a multi-billion-dollar yeah. yeah. industry. Yeah. And listen. Look, We've talked to Adam Ruins Everything. We know all about conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. And we ain't going to sign off for some of that. You know mm-hmm. how we fall politically. But I'm going to yeah. say this. There are cures for AIDS. There are cures for cancer. cancer. There mm-hmm. are cures for the common motherfucking cold. Mm-hmm. We will never get them in the United States of America mm-hmm. because they would lose money. Right. Right. And they're all oh, it's so plant-based. Sad. It's really it's sad. So sad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just interesting that, you know, what's inside the human uh, psyche. I'm sure as a writer, you know, you you delve into this. I'm. Are you friends with Jessica Fletcher, the writer? I'm not. From, no, no. No. You know, because you do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But she's a very good character study. Mm-hmm. You're like you're looking at my lace front right now. I can tell. No, I'm not. No, I'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> at your I'm looking beautiful at your eyes. eyes. You're looking at my no, lace this, front. This is me looking at your lace front. Now uh-huh. I'm looking at your eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. She well, has my, some beautiful eyes. My, she does. My yeah, eyes are so down pretty. here. <laughs> 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 it's the opposite of what I always said. No, I was looking at your third eye. Oh yeah, no. oh yeah. Her brown eyes. But tell me about the the writing, the writing process. You mm-hmm. must be. You must study characters. I yeah. I mean, it's it's for me. It's more of a cry for help than it is a process. <laughs> um, because I, I I usually write all all night. Um, I hate writing during the day because I always get bothered with, with phone calls mm-hmm. and, and my animals and, and mm-hmm. my boyfriend. And so yeah. I I I, I, I animal. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, so I write when everyone else is asleep which is nice um but yeah I, I think as a kid I was just I was just so fascinated by people I mean people are fascinating so I did you get the discipline to write like that oh I don't know I think it's it's probably more mental illness than it is discipline okay. really right. you know, I just yeah. you know you have the, you have the need to, to to get something out of your system and yeah. I'm so glad I started I, I published my first book in 2012 mm-hmm. and I was I was like tw- early 20s and I'm so glad I did it then because I don't know if I'd have the confidence to do it now as, really? as, as an older yeah yeah, as, as, as a 27 year old. 27, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. And so, I age quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I bring up the character study because we're talking mm-hmm. about pharmaceutical companies. You're talking mm-hmm. about just the human psyche and what, mm-hmm. what the elements that everybody has mm-hmm. that allows them to do something as evil as say, oh, pot is not yeah. right. something that right. you can use yeah. legally or, you know, all these kind of things. So that's why I brought that up mm-hmm. in, in, in Character studies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that comes into play when you're reacting. Oh, a role. absolutely. I think 
writing for villains in my books has been very therapeutic because there are some people in, in my life that I just I don't understand how they sleep at night yeah. for things they've done to people I love things they've done to me or you know people like the pharmaceutical companies so that's been a really therapeutic process for me kind of mm. diving into what makes those characters evil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and how many books have you written uh, I, I'm writing number 14 what, no, that, what? squeeze yeah. me yeah yeah I know okay you have thank the deal <laughs> thank you <laughs> you, you got you, you wrote your mm-hmm. first one 2012 uh, at, 2012 it came 20, out. and that was the the with little brown is that who yes yes yeah. little brown yeah are little, you still with little brown i'm still little brown they're, or are you big brown incredible. now oh well big brown? <laughs> big brown colford they call me uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, little brown is the publishing Publisher, company yeah and you're still with them still with them they're wonderful and they've they've really given me such such freedom that like you know, we often don't really get in this industry so it's, yeah it's been a wonderful and if you think about it books. he's actually carved we were just talking about this he's carved out a new career. He's an actor. You know him from Glee and yeah. he had a great run on that show. Sure. Fantastic. Yeah. And, but he's carved out a whole new career. That's what you mm-hmm. got to do in he's this life. He's grown up into yeah. this new you, well, career. In this lifetime, mm-hmm. you, you know, we live long. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have many lifetimes in, in one lifetime. Think mm-hmm. Quincy Jones and Jane Fonda. They're, they're yes. the poster childs for yeah. how many lives can you fit into one, one. lifetime. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And where do you think you got this from? Because... Mm-hmm. Um, not every you would realize not everybody has mm. this kind of work ethic and ambition that you mm. have. Yeah, I, my grandmother probably. My grandmother was my biggest. Was your grandmother the unsinkable Molly Brown? She she <laughs> was close. Uh, she's more like more like the the smoking. Uh, Who would play her? Uh, Lane oh, Stritch? Gosh, oh. no. Um, well, um, I, I did I did write a movie called Struck by Lightning, and uh, the the grandmother in that was based on her, and Polly Bergen played her. Oh, I she love. Passed away. Oh, was oh, that her last role? It was her last role. Polly oh. Bergen. Yeah. Wow. And she and I got super close, and I'd, I'd go visit her in Connecticut a few times. Was this the and, grandmother from New Jersey? Uh, uh, no, no, she she passed when I was younger. This grandmother is still still alive and well, uh, and, and still smoking. Uh, she 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 had lung cancer, and they, she kept smoking. And, and we're like, Grandma, you have lung cancer. You can't smoke. She's like, only in one of them. So <laughs> that's her. But no, she really she she gave me such a thick skin because she was she'd always edit my stuff like when I was a kid, and uh-huh. and so I you know I'd, I'd give her like a page or so that I that I had written, and she'd edit it, she'd grammar check it, spell check it, and if she liked it, she'd keep it in a stack. Uh, but if she didn't like it, she'd crumble it up in front of me and throw it away and say, Christopher, you can do better. Ooh. Oh, I love yeah. that woman. Isn't that great? What's her yeah. name? Her name is Fonda. Fonda, Fonda like, like Jane, Jane Fonda. Fonda. Yeah, but yeah, it's an Indian name. Or like yeah. Love Fonda from Napoleon uh, From Dyer. Napoleon yeah, La Fonda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I, you think about that with kids. Like, mm-hmm. is it nature or nurture? How much of, the, of that do you think comes from your grandmother mm-hmm. Fonda sort of pushing you and mm-hmm. sort of guiding you? How much of it is, is just you, just in, instinctively? Well, I think, I think a lot of both. I think um, uh, I I was auditioning for years and years and years before I ever booked Glee. I I, I started auditioning when I was about twelve, and then Glee up was Clovis. the up in Clovis. Well, I, my parents would drive me back and forth from how from, far is Clovis, uh, California, from L.A. California? About three and a half hour drive. What? Yeah, by, it's, by it's by Fresno. Oh yeah. dear. Um, but they knew that was like my life. They, I, ever since I was like, as long as I can remember, they knew you know, that was what I wanted to do with my life. So they were very supportive. And wow. Why, that why constant... were they living in Fresno? Are they in the lettuce business? No. Or, <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the it's grape all, it's, business? It's all grapes up there. No, um, that's a good question. I, I, my dad's still up there, and I don't know why he's why he's. Are up they there. together? No, my mom passed away last year. Oh, I'm oh, so sorry. But, um, uh, yeah, but well, thank you. Uh, but um, so my, my dad's still there. He works for the school district, and yeah. uh, and he's treated like a king there. So, so he's never gonna go. He's never gonna leave. Yeah. Um. But um. Uh. Yeah. So so they would drive him back and forth, and I think those years of rejection really kind of gave me a phobia of waiting for the phone to ring. Mm. So uh, that's why I I've I've always hopped on on anything I possibly can. Yeah. How mm. did your mother die? 
she um I forgot uh, she had an accident so it was it was, mm. a, it, was a, it was kind of a surprise it was just, it was a big big surprise wow. um, do you think you're mm. over the grief I don't think you ever get over the grief of a parent really mm. I, do, has your mom passed away oh yeah yeah Both yeah, my yeah. Parents, so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know because you know not not a day goes by that I don't think of her or I you know I wish something had gone said or unsaid you know mm. but um uh, she she definitely haunts me she I, I get I get missed FaceTime calls on my cell phone from her account almost every day you are kidding no me. no I, I have screen grabs i can show you but uh, and, and my, we we shut down all of her all of her stuff you shut it down. and it's always on 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 days like when my when i have a book that comes out or like i oh. I, I need like a, i need a shoulder to cry on it's always always on oh, days beautiful. like that oh, and the, the funny thing is with her and i facetime was like my biggest annoyance because she would always facetime me in the middle of a big meeting or right, something right. and i'd always say i can't facetime now and she'd be like well when can you facetime me and, oh. and so so yeah no it's, it's, it's really it's really Isn't bizarre that amazing yeah it's now, do, do you mm-hmm. deal with sort of mysticism in your books or are they, are, uh, they're not mystery, but I keep wanting to turn mm-hmm. you into Jessica Fletcher. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> From Murder, She Wrote. Oh, yeah. Jessica Fletcher, of course. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. From yeah. Cabot Cove. I you know just the lady. Clicked. Right, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's from yeah. Clovis Cove. Clovis yeah, Cove. Yeah. yeah, Right, right. And uh, so what, are, do your books ever deal with the supernatural like that? Lightly. Lightly. I am all about the supernatural and I, I mean, oh my gosh. I'm all about the unnatural. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right, right, right. That's how we got into this business. Yeah. Right, right. No, um, and I, I love conspiracies and all that, so I do a light sprinkling of that. But uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're adventure books for kids, and and I, I wrote them for kids like me or like my sister who just who need an adventure, who need to escape reality. So I try mm-hmm. to I try to wing out reality if, if as much as I can. Wing out mm-hmm. reality. What does that mean? Like focus on things that aren't reality. Yeah. And- yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the fantasy world. Yeah. yeah fantasy that we like yeah. to create. Are mm-hmm. you still working on, or I had thought that I had heard that you were working on a biopic about Noel Coward? I was. I, I, I think I aged out of the project. Wait, what? How do you, yeah. wait, 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 how do you wait, age how, out of I, I, don't I, I look like I'm 12. I know. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, I was, um, the, the movie was about him from age um, 15 to uh, like 22, 23. I, I would believe that. Mm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. Wouldn't um, you? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can still play it. It was really, thank you. It, there's that element and it was, it's really difficult for an American actor to take on a British a British indeed, persona. Indeed. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. It usually goes wrong. It goes wrong. Yeah. It goes wrong. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. So I'm, it might have been a blessing in disguise, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. But um, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was supposed to play him uh, in, in a biopic. And mm. they contacted you to do it? They or did. it was something yeah. that you pushed through? Yeah, they just contacted me. And yeah, um, and yeah no, it, was, it, was, it was out of the blue. Why do you mm. think they wanted to do the Noel Coward show? He's got a fabulous story. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing story. Mm-hmm. But what do you think made them want to do that story? Oh, gosh, well, it's bittersweet now. <laughs> but um, I think it was uh, I think I think I really you know I write I I, I do a lot of things that, that he sure. did and I think I kind of embodied his spirit yes, right is what is how they put it to me yeah and mm-hmm. what I guess you did a lot of research mm-hmm. on him oh yeah yeah no extensive it, tons of books and and le- like and learning to speak like him and and yeah it was yeah so so yeah it's it's it, it, it definitely a wound it yeah. may not be a total waste can you um t- as Noel Coward can you tell Michelle Visage to sashay away oh I say, um, say, say you are the you are the say yeah. say, say Michelle, you are the you are the loser of this yeah. week's challenge. <laughs> it is now time for you to sashay away. As no coward. Oh god, oh, let's see if I can do um uh Michelle. <laughs> or he'd probably call you Michael Face. <laughs> <laughs> you are the loser of this challenge. Goodbye. <laughs> Because he, he was an actor too. He wrote mm-hmm. um, uh, past, past, not present perfect, but um, uh, 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 present indicative, pre- uh, uh, future oh. indicative. What's the what's the thing with Liz Taylor and Richard Burton on Broadway? Oh yes, um, um, 
Uh, we'll get that. Okay, and then he was mm-hmm. also an actor mm-hmm. in films. Mm-hmm. Was did he play the witch of um in the Elizabeth Taylor film Boom? Didn't he play the the mm-hmm. warlock of um something or another? yeah something yeah he, he yeah. definitely was in Boom yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right so mm-hmm. we'll move on from there um so now uh, private okay. lives private lives is private what lives I was yes I love private yes right Richard right. Burton and Elizabeth Taylor they, they yeah. did it on my, Broadway yeah, my favorite was the Vortex that was my favorite Mill Coward the vo- have you done theater only when I was a kid I grew up in the community theater but I yeah. haven't done it since since I I, I moved to Hollywood sure so, yeah that'd yeah. be great so I'd now okay to. so since mm-hmm. Noel Coward is is mm-hmm. off the table mm-hmm. for you what is your dream role the Richard Benjamin <laughs> story we were yeah. just talking about we were this. yeah oh I forgot what it was I, I would love to I would for Broadway I'd love to be um I'd love to be Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors Ooh, I, if it's gonna be a yeah, singing that'd thing be great. um that's crazy because you sing, of course. You sing from Glee. I right? do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I have I haven't done it since 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 Glee. It's um, a lovely soprano. But, oh. uh, yeah, no, I um, it's it's I, I I won't have time for a little bit because my uh, my my books have been uh, purchased by Fox to turn into to films. Work bitch. Yeah, yes. and, so, and so I'll be writing and directing those. So well, wait, directing wait, 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 stop. Hold Back up. Yeah. Hold up, Mr. Lover. Yeah. Back yeah. up. <laughs> I just want to throw that, throw that in there just so people don't think I was just sitting on my ass doing nothing. But No uh, way. You're going to yeah. be directing. Directing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be, now, of the directors you've worked mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. who are you going to pattern your directing style? Are you going to be a tyrant? Oh, probably. Yeah, I'll become yeah. a monster. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, a monster with this voice. Yeah. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> Where's my light? Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Honestly, we had a um, uh, when we were in Glee. Uh, uh, her name was her name was was Carol, and she was a script supervisor. That um, and, and also actually both of our script supervisors, their names were Carol and Babs, and they um, I think they taught me more about directing than anyone I did because they went from a from a position on the crew to then you know manning the crew mm-hmm. and just like what I what I how I you know what I learned from watching them do that I think is, is some of the most valuable lessons I've, I've oh, had now which of your books is mm-hmm. going to be the first thing you direct the first book in the in my series uh it's called the land of stories the wishing spell the uh, so the series is called the land of stories mm-hmm. yes and the book specific book is the mm-hmm. is uh, the wishing well the wishing spell yeah the mm-hmm. wishing spell mm-hmm. is that right yeah. is that right our producer's trying to tell me something with his eyes but his eyes are not very <laughs> um uh expressive so uh, <laughs> That's what you would call could be any eyes. The wishing mm-hmm. spell. So that has to deal with the supernatural. It it, it deals with grief a lot. Um uh, and that's kind of my, my goal with, with the movie is because we really don't have many things out there that help kids process sure, grief. Yeah. Um so I, that that would be my, my ultimate goal is to to you know say here's a movie that, that hopefully will help kids, you know, process if you know if they've lost a parent like yeah. the lead characters have in the book. Well, I, I think mm-hmm. you, you said it earlier. I think that uh, you, it's, grief is very difficult but the truth mm-hmm. is you never you never lose mm-hmm. the people you physically you know mm-hmm. you know the f- interesting thing is that um my mother died probably i don't know in 1993 mm-hmm. i don't know how long ago that was a lot of years a lot of years uh my father died i think maybe seven years ago do you know i've never cried over my father's really? death i never but have there's a lot there's a lot I, to that but yeah. i can tell you when if i thought about my mother right now i could start See, yeah because i know her you yeah. know and i feel connection. her yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a different connection yeah. but um um uh, you know is that the ultimate uh the the, the the conclusion of the wishing well is that um you know uh death is not the, the wishing end. spells. You're making me think Sh- of Terrence Trent Darby. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Wish me love. Yeah. The wishing yeah. will. Yeah. 
I think uh, the, the main, the main, the whole main point of, of the Land Story series is is it. I, I hope it redefines what happily ever after is. Aww. And I think we've all been told it's a solution to all of life's problems, or we've been told that it's a finish line of some sort. Mm-hmm. When it really is more of a choice that we have we to make every day, every right? Day. To live, you know, to live fully with joy and laughter, and, and focus on all the good in life, despite the, you know, despite the Absolutely. obstacles that come our way. Absolutely. So that's kind of the theme of the series. Do you have a spiritual yeah. practice? Not really. No, I'm kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. I, I was raised evangelical, but my, my grandparents were reverends at a religious science church, mm-hmm. which is basically the secret um, uh-huh. uh, their, their practices. So, And it's funny, my, my mom always used to say, oh, don't listen to your grandparents. They're crazy. But uh-huh. it's crazy how those practices are so current and trendy nowadays. Yeah. Like, like the law of attraction and reincarnation. Yeah. And, sure. Yeah. yeah That's and religious sciences. Religious science. Yeah. That's religious interesting because Michelle was raised unevangelical. <laughs> <laughs> And it shows. Yeah, yeah it's very just show. It's Unorganized show. religion. Yes. Well, Chris Colfer, you are just a joy and a beautiful young man. Oh, I'm thank so you. excited for your career and what yeah. you're everything you're gonna do. You're gonna do great. Oh, yeah. You've oh, already well, done you. great. But you I mean, at twenty seven, all of this, yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Well, thank you for carving the, the path so I could. I really you know, I, well, I, I owe a lot to, to, to you. I have a yeah. feeling though, had I not even been here, you would have done it on your own. Oh, anyway. well, thank you. <laughs> you're a sweetheart. Well, thank yeah. you for joining us. Of course, thank you. I'm so excited to be honey. part of this. Mm-hmm. You know, Michelle, my Casper mattress showed up on Talk the, to me about it, baby. Yeah, honey, it showed up on the doorstep ready to go and it is a great product because they what they say it does it does. How often do you get to say that about something? Well, this is what separates the you know the prince from the paupers mm-hmm. because the people that have succeeded in all these years, the Disney's, the Coca Colas, the brilliant brands mm-hmm. are the ones that deliver a brilliant product. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Casper mattress is a brilliant product. Yes, that it is. I love it. I told you we all have one. I told you I have two. No joke. I should just tweet a picture of it because uh-huh. I have the mattress on top of the mattress. Yeah, the, the regular Casper with the wave on top. Oh, girl, the regular Casper with the wave on top <laughs> well I've got those two and now uh, Lola just turned 16 for her 16th birthday she asked for a full size Casper wave oh. and that's exactly what she's doing and you guys could do it too start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper get $50 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash rue use that offer code RU at checkout terms and conditions apply honey you ain't ever gonna look back it's casper.com slash rue Child, you know I love me some good sleep. There's nothing, uh, uh, studies have been proven that you can go through anything that you want to go through. You can go through therapy, get help. Nothing's going to change without no. a good night's sleep. That's where your body heals itself. And that's how you can look younger. You can feel better. You can be the best that you can be if you get a good night's sleep. Now, of course, you're going to get better sleep sleeping on bowl and branch I love sheets. them, Michelle. I love them. They are well, you know what my favorite thing about them is? Mm. After Obviously, they're 100% organic cotton. Everything you sleep on should be organic. Yeah. I don't care if you buy into it or not. I do. Mm-hmm. And think about your skin is your largest organ. Your organ is on top of that for how many hours, if you're mm. lucky, eight hours a night, mm-hmm. on your face, on your body. You want organic cotton touching yeah. your skin. That's what I love. And what I love most is what I was trying to get to. When you wash it, they get even softer. Really? Softy soft. Yes, they do. I love them so much, you guys. And if you want to get started right now, now, our listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets. It's bowlandbranch.com, B-O-L-L and branch.com. $50 off your first set of sheets. They will change your life. Bowlandbranch.com, promo code, you know what it is, are you? See, I know that if I washed my sheets ever. Well, now it's time to start washing them. <laughs>
Garcelle Beauvais is in the house. Hello. Hey, Mama. Hi. Like we were just, Michelle and I were just talking about long careers and how do you sustain a long career in this town? You know, and we're just saying the hardest part is staying interested in as, it. As performers. Yeah. Because a lot of people just go, you know what? I'm going to go sell I'm giving this shot. You yeah. know what? I'm, I'm going to go. Work, yeah, yeah. I'm going to work for my auntie. You okay. <laughs> I could have been selling coconuts in Haiti, but <laughs> I decided it's too hot and humid. You've been in this business for a long time. I sure have. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I love this industry. You do. I love it. But we know what I love more than anything now is that we are not defined by one thing. Yeah. It's you know changed what I mean? a yeah. lot. It's changed yeah. so much. Yeah. So I can be a TV host. I can be an actress. I yes. can be an author. I can be a mom. I can be. And I think that has kept the interest for me. Sure. Yeah. The fact that I can get to do all kinds of things. And That's now right. I'm producing. You have twins. Yeah. You're pro- I have twins you're who produce- I can't get on the phone. You say you're producing. <laughs> uh, you can't get on the phone. How old are they? They're nine. They're nine. They're just started fourth grade. Yeah. Oh, you say goodness. you're producing now? I am. I started my own production company called Beauvais Wilson Productions. Okay. And I just did a short that deals with sex trafficking because I feel like this is something that we need to talk about because it's yeah. happening everywhere, not yeah. just, you know, far away places sure. where we don't know, in our own neighborhoods. So we did that and we're going out and we're pitching ideas and we've got some great ideas. Oh, so that's great. It's been really fun. I just scripted, read, non-scripted, everything. I just read the paper just less than an hour ago about they busted some sex trafficking place in Chino, which is about 20, it's, yeah, it's 20 miles from here. Yeah. So listen, like it's everywhere. Anywhere you are, Right. Think about tw- 20 miles away from you or even closer. It's happening there. You yeah. read about the one Everywhere. in the airplane, right? With yeah. The, with this, did you read about this? No, uh-uh. The flight attendant saw the girl acting weird and the girl went to the bathroom, left a note. The flight attendant went in after, found it, said, help me. Yeah. <gasps> I'm being sold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. She I saved just, her life. Totally saved her life. I just did a panel on Saturday uh, talking about sex trafficking. And this woman came up to me afterwards. She goes, you know, I've been Ubering. She's got a daughter. Mm-hmm. She goes, I feel like I'm moving kids. Even though kids are not supposed to be able to ride, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. She says that I feel oh, like she's people a driver. call. She's a driver. Uh-huh. And people call and say, oh, can you pick up my daughter? She said, I really have the feeling that I'm moving kids. Right. Because I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah. Our neighborhood, yeah. that's what they do. The kids take Ubers. Yeah. They do. But yeah. she has the feeling that she's doing something she's illegal. Doing yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. even think of that. It I, never occurred to me. Me neither. You know, it's so funny. You, you you do research on these different topics, and you find out what's happening in the world, and you, re- you realize it's not in our nature to imagine that people are doing these awful things. Right, exactly. You know? Years ago, I, I had someone who um, personated me, not impersonated. The legal term is they personated me, meaning that- Assumed your identity? They assumed my identity and they didn't. It wasn't like, ha ha, I'm joking. Okay, this is me now being rude. They were, they did it. Wow. And uh, by the way, this man went to prison twice for doing it. Two times. Two wow. times. Because once wasn't enough. For once wasn't enough. He he did it for, uh, 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 he went to prison the first time for, I believe it was just under six years. Wow. And then the next time for four years. So 10 years of his life. He was personating me. But when I had to go to court. So to, he was doing it twice to you. Twice to your me. Identity. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yes. Once wasn't enough. He had yeah. Wow. To me. What and this false. is back before, you know. And uh, you had to see him? Look at his I, face? I, the second time uh, it went to, to, to court, I they asked me to come and, and testify. I've never been in a courtroom before. And I've never testified or anything. That was the only time. But it, it the things that I read that he had done, it never even occurred to me that 
I could even do oh, as myself. Ex- <laughs> you know what I mean? Did right. he look like you? Right. No, he didn't look like me at all. Of course all. not. No, not at all. But it's just interesting the things that you find yeah. out about in this life and you think um, that, that that people would had figured out these kind of... It's weird. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They're, saying, they're actually saying now that drug addicts, I mean, I'm sorry, drug traffickers are moving away from drugs because this... Uh, sex trafficking is actually more lucrative. Wow! Are you kidding? No, wow. it's insane. Where can insane. we see your film? Um, we're uh we're in post right now, mm-hmm. and it's called Lalo's House. Lalo. Yeah, house. Lalo's House, and it's based loosely based on a, a nun who was actually running an orphanage in Haiti. Um, but she was using the girls, and I play this character in the film, and uh, she was trafficking the, a, the a girls. Nun. A nun. She's is in jail now in Haiti. Story? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. A nun mm. was trafficking. Girl. Unbelievable. That's outrageous. Yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah, she wasn't really a nun, but she was... Oh, she's playing a nun. Playing right, a nun, right. but people thought she was. Because who's going who's gonna to question yeah. a nun, yeah. right? Do you remember your life in Haiti at all? I do. And for me, it was... I, I love where I'm from. I mean, I, I'm truly proud of being Haitian. And I came to the States at the age of seven. I didn't speak a word of English. My mom moved us to Massachusetts in January. So it was oh. freezing. Oh, God. There was so much snow. I hadn't seen white people. I thought she snapped and she was trying to yes! kill us. I thought, that is a this cruel woman joke. Snapped. Yeah. She's trying to kill us. Because um, so, it's very warm in Haiti yeah, all the time. All 80 degrees like at midnight. Oh my goodness. And uh, I couldn't go to school right away because I didn't know the language. So I really learned to speak English watching Sesame Street. And you have oh, no wow. trace It's incredible, of an right? Accent. It's yes. incredible. I think the younger you come, you know, you're a sponge yeah. when you're a kid and yeah. so you adapt. Yeah. But um, Do you yeah, still was, speak French? I do. I speak French and Creole. Uh-huh. Uh, my French is a little rusty. Creole's better. But yeah, I remember being in Haiti and just loving it you know yeah. the warmth the you know going to going to preschool and going to i mean it's, it was just innocent and it was beautiful yeah and i just went back and took my two nine-year-olds and to see the change it's not the haiti that i grew up in and sure. i said to my boys i said to jacks i said give me three words that you would describe haiti and he said tropical hot and run down oh because you were there for papa I, doc time yeah well uh-huh. well yeah baby doc baby actually. doc i was yeah yeah but it was um you know it's a whole different thing because you know obviously politically it's never gotten a chance right and then you have the earthquake and then you have the hurricane so we've been through a lot it's interesting little uh, pockets of the world that have bad luck or there's an energetic darkness surrounding it you know yeah and it's just interesting it always seems like it's one of them yes yes and we are the most resilient People, the poorest of the poor, walk around like they have everything because integrity, holding your head up high, mm. hopeful, and believe in God and believe mm-hmm. in things are going to change sure. always. Yes. It's really incredible, yeah. which is probably where I got my persistence from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then uh, Massachusetts, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a name of a state I've never been able to say correctly. <laughs> never been able to and say it correctly. Right no, 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 I didn't know. Yeah. No, I always want to say Massachusetts. <laughs> right. Well, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Massachusetts. There's yeah. a chew in there. Is there a chew in there? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, did I say it right? Yeah, that that was good. Yeah. yeah. So then you you signed to Ford Modeling Agency at seventeen. I did. So by when I was sixteen, my mom was like, "Enough of the cold. We're moving to Miami, and plus, it's closer to Haiti." Plus, ah. I was going to say everybody in Miami. You think it's little Cuban? Uh-huh. Yes, it's yeah. little Haitian. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Haitians and Cubans. Yeah, for sure. Why did she go to Massachusetts in the first because place? Because we had family there, and uh-huh. she wanted to come to the states and at least have somebody, sure. you know, have sure. you know her village. Yeah. yeah. 
So then at the age of, uh, so at 16, she wanted to move there. And I, I was dancing and I said, mom, can I please finish my recital? Mm. So she let me finish my recital and then we moved. And uh, I did, a friend of mine called me and said, hey, do you want to be an extra in a commercial? Mm. And I said, what's an extra? And then I had no idea. And mm-hmm. he said, it's an orange juice commercial. You just hang around the background. I said, sure, no problem. So there was a, a one of the principals of the commercial was this beautiful black girl. And I was like, two days we shot this commercial. So the second day I said, God, I want to know, how is she doing that? Yeah. I want to do what she's yes. doing, mm-hmm. right? And so I went up to her and I said, hey, can you know? Can you tell me who you're with, what agency? She wouldn't hear of it. She was like, uh. girl, I'm not helping you. Uh. <laughs> That's the reality right, right there. Uh. And so I found out who she was with and I thought, I'm going to drive to Fort Lauderdale. She was with an agency there, Irene Marie. And I'm going to see if they're going to see me. I'm just going to drive. I don't know how it works. You make an appointment. I don't know. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving to, I you know, borrow you? my, I'm 17? Six, six, almost 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm driving my mom's car. I'm driving to Fort Lauderdale because we lived in Miami and I stop at a red light. And when I, when I stop at the red light, I lean outside of, to look at the window, to look at the outside window to mm-hmm. check my makeup. Mm-hmm. And as I do that, I realize I want to add more uh, lip gloss. So as I'm reaching for my lip gloss, a hand comes in the car, <gasps> startles the hell out uh, of me, uh, right? Yeah. And so this woman goes... You should be a model. Here's my card. She was behind me, in the car behind me. And it was the owner of the agency that, that I was you were going, going to. to. The Irene, I- Irene Marie. Marie. Irene Marie herself. Oh, my goodness. Crazy, right? Well, I mean, y- crazy. It's crazy. But, you know, you realize that that's actually how life is supposed to work. That's how you know you're in the, the right, right place, that you're in the right place. Because you were your intuition knew to go there. And the, the universe was saying, yes, come here. Yes. This is right. yes. And so I went, and of course now I have the card, and yeah. you know you're supposed yeah. to see me. Yeah. And uh, about six months later, I um, Eileen Ford comes to scout, and she decided that I should go to uh, New York. And she said to my mom, "All she needs is a toothbrush." Mm-hmm. And my mom believed her, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and sent me to New York at the age of seventeen. And I lived with Eileen for a few months because that model's house was full. And then that's how my career started. And, and then we can't forget. Please. What? Models. Yes! I knew you wanted to go there. I, I, didn't even it. I was just trying to okay, lead so up get to there, there yeah. Michelle. Yeah. I knew that you wanted to go, go there ahead. immediately because if we had it your way, you would start there. Yeah, so I know. Yeah. I know. I'm not yeah. about foreplay at all. I know. I, know. I get right But what's interesting about it. the Irene yeah. Marie story is yeah. that when, when a big agency comes down and scouts girls, do they pay out the rest of your contract with Irene Marie? How do they work that out? No, because you really don't have, it's more like a verbal contract. You go to year to year. And, you know, if you don't make money, they don't make money. Right. So it's not like they have to buy you out. But I think somehow a certain percentage, when I, once I got to New York, went to Irene Marie. I see. I see. Because I've, I've, um, I remember Irene Marie models. They do you? Were, do yes, you? I do. That's so funny. Because a lot of girls from Florida, because a long time, you know, in the mid 80s and, and uh, into the 90s, Miami was yes. a huge yes. hotspot yes. for modeling. It and, took the and place fe- of New York. Sure. And you, it really you should, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Miami Beach was like nothing but convalescent homes until the yes. Germans started coming and shooting on the beach. And that's yeah. what changed it around because yeah. the weather was oh. always good. And so Miami Vice. And, and the Miami Vice. And Miami Vice, Miami Vice changed Which it around. Which is early 80s. Right? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, okay. So, um, you know, you, you were a successful model for years. Yeah. And then the acting thing happened. Was, was model 
Models Inc. the first big acting job? Yes. Well, I did bid parts while I was in New York, like The Cosby Show and Miami Vice, because I did. Did you a, study? I, did you study acting? Not in New York, I uh. didn't. In L.A., I did. Mm-hmm. But I did like Miami Vice because I did a, move, a music video with Michael Mann, so he was the executive producer. What of was Miami the Vice. What was the music video? Oh my God! It was Peter. Oh my God! Very famous rock star. Oh Peter, Peter, Peter York. Peter, Peter, wait, Peter Wolf. Peter Wolf. Yes, yeah. Why do you know that? Oh, I'm Peter a music Wolf. freak. Oh, okay. Yeah, Peter Wolf was the lead singer of. Um, I said Frampton. Peter Frampton. No, no, no. No, no. no he, uh, he was the lead singer of uh, another group. Uh, oh, I can't remember. They Alex, be- do you know? He's gonna look. He's, He's gonna it look up. it up. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! So you so, did this music for Michael Mann, who was the famous uh, creator and director yes, of Miami Vice. Totally, and Manhunter the movie. I mean, oh he's yes, just, so many movies, so many things. Yeah. So then I, uh, <laughs> I met my first husband, and uh, we got married two months later. Met on a blind date. Wait, you know, in the music video? No, 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 no. In real life. In uh-huh, life. So uh-huh. now, like four years later, I have my son Oliver. Uh-huh. So then I didn't want to raise him in New York City. So we decided we're going to move to California. Was your hu- then husband an actor also? No, he oh. was. Uh, he had just taken uh, the bar exam in uh-huh. New York. He was mm-hmm. a lawyer. He a was lawyer. a lawyer. Uh-huh. And uh, so we moved to L.A., but I was still, you know, modeling was my bread and butter. You're still young. I was. And I was going back and forth and still modeling. And then finally my agent's here. I got an agent. And they were like, are you going to really commit to being an actress? You need to be here. You got to mm-hmm. stop going back and forth. And they said, oh, there's a show. You're, this is crazy. There's a show coming up about models. You'd be great for it. And I mm-hmm. said, great. So a month or so goes by and I hear nothing. And I go, hey, whatever happened to that show? And uh-huh. they said, well, they decided they're not seeing, they're not going to see any black black actresses. And uh-huh. I thought, wait a minute, it's a modeling show. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's based out of New York. Yeah. And you're That's... not going to have any black models? <laughs> right. What Very the hell? Realistic. What the hell? <laughs> right. So that night I go to bed, I, I go to sleep and being Haitian, we're superstitious. I have a dream that I'm talking to Aaron Spelling. Uh. So the next morning I wake up and I say nothing to my husband at the time. And I, and I decide, I'm going to find out where Aaron Spelling's office is. Sure. And I'm going to go there. Yeah. Because I know better. I don't know any better. Uh-huh. Right? So I get, a, I get my portfolio and stuff together and I go down, I find, and back then there was no security. Yeah. Right? You could walk it anywhere. Uh-huh. So I, it's 5757 Wilshire is where uh-huh. he was at. Uh-huh. And uh, I walk in and there was a black receptionist and I said, hey, I'd like to see Mr. Spelling. She goes, do you have an appointment? And I said, no. She goes, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> She's like, uh, girl, are you crazy? <laughs> So I said, will you will you please just give me his, you know, will you give him my package? And yeah. she said, yes. And I said, will you really? And she said, I will. So the next day, I don't know where this is coming from. Mm. I call her. Being black, I'm like, you know, maybe she'll, you know, sure. give me a solid. Help a sister out. Yeah, help a sister out. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I said. So the next day I said, did you give it to him? She goes, yeah, I gave it to him. I put him on his desk. I put it on his desk. And I said, okay. So four days later, I get a call from the casting director. I read for her. And then I read for Aaron Spelling. Wow. Like I dreamt about. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. And I got on the show. You got that, that voodoo. That is crazy. That's what you got right there. Yeah. Now, okay. And, and on the show with you, was it Carrie Ann Moss? Yes. Yes. Who else was on the, the show? Uh, the uh, Kylie. Yes. Kylie. Uh, it's been so long. Yeah, Cassidy guys. Ray. Cassidy Ray, who was amazing. How did I just pull that out of my yeah. head? Yeah. Cameron Datto. 
um, gorgeous Australian guy. It was uh, it was phenomenal. And, and it ran for how many years did it run? Not long. Two no, or three, we did no. We, no, we did one season. No, but, but we did twenty seven episodes because oh, okay. Aaron was really all about like trying to keep the yes. audience so the summertime. Right. But I remember Carrie Ann Moss saying, "I just read a script," and she goes, "I'm shooting this movie. I don't know if anybody's going to see it." Uh, Matrix. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> one of Roy's like, favorite movies. Oh, Matrix. Yeah, absolutely, one of my favorite yeah. movies. And then uh, you, but you, you were on the Jamie Foxx show yeah. for many, many years. Yeah. Was that called Sparks? No. Wait a minute. Am I getting too? No, that was no. called the Jamie Foxx yeah. show. Oh, but you were on a show called Sparks too? Mm-mm. No, I thought it was called. No. So the Jamie, how many years did the Jamie Foxx show? We did show? 100 episodes, five seasons. Wow. Amazing. And wow. I, to this day, he is one of my favorite humans. Yeah. I love that man. I just met him about uh, a week and a half ago for really? the first time. And he was lovely. He's lovely. He was lovely. It's always nice to hear. There was none of that weird, like that weirdness that certain people, stars have. There was none of that. You want to know why? I think this is why. It's not in the case with Eddie Murphy, but I feel like a lot of the times, well, I mean, from what I know, I don't know him from what you hear. I think when a lot of times people pay dues in the comedy clubs, this Mm. is for Mm. real, Mm -hmm. they either go that way mm-hmm. the bougie way mm-hmm. where it's like I'm you know or they keep Humble. it real because they've right. had to work their asses off yeah. and I feel like Jamie Foxx did it that way yeah. Yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean yeah. I do I do now for the for the people out there the kids mm-hmm. watch listening to our show what do you know about models going into acting or just getting into modeling what would you tell your 17 year old self today that you know about your experience like what is it is it the instinctual stuff that you followed your instinct go with your instincts i think don't sell your soul out for anything Mm -hmm. you know if something doesn't feel right to you don't do it Mm -hmm. it may get you fame quicker but will you be able to live with yourself Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i feel like or sustaining it. I feel like right now everybody wants to be famous yes. really yes. fast. Yeah. They'll do anything to be famous. Same with mm-hmm. no talent. Right. And I think you need to sort of grow and sort of be humble and, you know, work at it. Yeah. Sure. There's nothing wrong with working at it. It doesn't mean you're not going to get the fame. Right. It may take you a little longer, but that's okay. Yeah, but you know, I, you know I've, and you're absolutely right, but it's so hard to convince someone who is uh, uh 16 years old, 17 years old, that yeah. that's how, because all you their can. friends, they think, yeah. oh, I want to be like a Kardashian and get famous and just, yeah, but yep. if somebody told you at 16, I know, you know my answer. Uh-huh. If somebody told you at 16, uh, no, you got to do it this way. You can't do that. I know what you would have done too mm-hmm. because you were a rebel. I was mm-hmm. a rebel. Obviously, you were a rebel. Yeah. You're going to buck that system. You're going to mm-hmm. say, don't tell me what I can't do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it anyway. Right, right, right. So that's their mental state. Yeah. Yeah, I can and imagine having two kids and having to uh, instill that. You have three. Oldest, three kids. Yes. How, the oldest is how? 26. Wait a minute. <laughs> so Oliver's a 26. Oliver's 26. How did that happen? I don't know. He'll walk in the house and I'll be like, who the hell is that? <laughs> What the hell is happening? Oh, he makes a lot And if I'm getting having a date, I'm like, you have to leave. No one wants to see my man child here. <laughs> I mean, you I have do. to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my He's goodness! Crazy. Gorgeous. So, what do you really know? Uh, we're going to go to a break in a minute. But what do you know? Having raised Oliver, yeah, and now you have the two, the twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you know about raising the twins that you learned from the Oliver experience? I'm giving the twins less choices. Ah. <laughs> 
so smart. I didn't have any choice. So then I went crazy with all of them. I see. Choice, and I yes. think there's got to be a balance. Ba- they, and they want boundaries. And they, they do. Yeah. They do. Yesterday I said, you know what? There are no passwords on phones when you get phones. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be, you have to be transparent. How 100%. old are they? They're nine. They're, nine. they're yeah. so smart nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like nine when I was nine. Sure. Well, I didn't give my you know? kids phones until they graduated eighth grade. Do you know how hated I was? Uh. That oh, was man, your you eighth grade? You were probably grade? the only kid. Hate, hate, yeah. They hated yeah. me. Yeah. But the studies on, on cellular thing and yeah. brain cancer and brain tumors, mm. it's real deal. So I said, mm. no, yeah. I am picking you up and dropping you off every day. Tell yeah. me why you need a phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. good point. But I understand mm-hmm. the boundary thing. Yeah. I was hated for many years. I can, I could it, see that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I, I'm not your friend. I'm your that's parent. That's it. That's right. You yeah. know, I, I, I've said this many times and I know we're going to go to break right now, but, uh, I'd be afraid to have children because I'd be afraid that I would fall too in love with them and that I would lose myself. Did you ever fear that? Lose. That you would fall too in love with the kid. Yeah. And that you couldn't tell. Of course. Yeah. And that you couldn't, you know. And I think a lot of people, a lot of parents, my age, whatever, want to protect their kid, put a a baby safe, everything and and protect their kids Mm -hmm. from the reality of the work. You know, at least they can have this childhood to look back on where they don't have to deal with all the Michigas that's out there. That's all the horror. Even, you know, the things that we know about, you know, I would want to put a protective circle around. And you do as Mm -hmm. as long as you can. But at some point, those bumpers come off the table corners and the socket protectors come out of the right, but you have to it, go fly. but do you still want to protect them though? Like for like, we, I have my kids a week on, a week off with their dad, and I feel like I keep my TV on Cartoon Network mm-hmm. because whenever they turn on the TV, I don't want them to see like there was a school yeah. shooting. Yeah, or sure. Yes. There's something crazy but going that's smart. on. But at the same time, they also need a little bit of reality. Yes, too. but they can get the reality from you and not the hardcore news. Yeah. Right. There's ways of doing it. But you know what's interesting? I mean. Do you do them a disservice by protecting right. them so much that when they do get away from that protection, yes. they're like, oh my yes. God. Well, yes, they, Mom, you why do. didn't you tell me? Yes. You right. do do them a disservice. Right. That's why you said do-do? Fine... You yeah. said do-do. Do-do. There's a fine line that you walk yeah. and you have to know when the right time is. Listen, I, I didn't have any parents. My mother's dead. My father ain't going to help me raise a kid. Mm. So for me, I was on my own. My in-laws live in Wisconsin. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. So mm. I my husband and I were on our own. Mm-hmm. And you have to just go for what you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can overprotect a child. You have to be smart enough. And thank God I was raised in New York and New Jersey. So I am smart enough to go, kid, I'm going to push you a little sure. bit. Right. Yeah. And you're going to learn how to fly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you have right. to know that you can overprotect. It's not good for it's them. It's not good for yeah. them. For and sure. letting them see too much right. is too much the other way. Right. Right. You're going right. to ruin them. Or you try to give them in doses for yes, their age. Yes. Sure. You know? So yeah. you know when to tell them yeah. and when not to tell yeah. them. Yeah. Well, maybe there's hope for Papa Papa. There Roo. is hope for Papa Roo. Listen, my kids <laughs> came to me and said, Do I need to be scared about this nuclear <gasps> oh, thing in uh-huh. North Korea? Yeah. yeah. And we had to tell them, You're safe now, but there's a reality that, you know, and this sure. is how we stay aware and prepare and mm-hmm. we have gas masks in my house and things mm. like do that. You really? We do. Because you just don't know. Listen, I'm not uh, crazy. But I want to walk the line that's protected. But, but do you not want to insane. be the only person here? If right. God forbid we all go, do you right. want to be the only one with yeah. the gas mask? And trust me, girl, <laughs> yeah. it, I would. I'd be the last one to survive in my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd because, be the first one to go. Because you'd also have to learn how to clean water, find the water. Oh, I got, the, Listen, I got that, that. You got the water. I'm already filters. exhausted. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> I got it. Y'all can I'm come exhausted. to my house because I have you covered. Okay, right? all right. I got okay, the food. Good. I got the waters. I got a prepping room. I'm ready. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, Garcelle. I am that girl. Garcelle Beauvais, you are. 
are just such a great, Thank great you. human being. Thank and, you. you know, uh, for young kids who are starting out in this, you're such a great example because yes. you are a survivor. Yes, ma'am. And, and also <laughs> the, the fact that you are following your intuition, which is something I think it's probably the best thing you could teach your kids on, at an early age is to learn how to, to use their own built-in GPS system. Right. Because we all got it. We all got it. But I think as you get older, you get a little scared and sure. you're boxed in and you're yeah. afraid. But when you're young, you're like, what the hell? 100%. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for us. having me. You're so welcome. I adore you. Oh, thank I you. Adore you. Until next time, my dear. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're going to love somebody else? Amen. Hey, hey,